Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Here we go, episode 122 of our 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. Rhymes that I didn't even mean to. And you know what? It is chapter 11, and I know it's 22, but that's double. Yeah. So all of our number OCD friends out there like me. It worked this time. (laughs) At least it's a good episode. Yes. Okay, so chapter 11 is titled, They Don't Fear Alone Time. All man's miseries derive from not being able to sit quietly in a room alone. Blaise Pascal. And all the sevens clicked <laughs> off the episode. No, please don't leave. All the fives were like, yeah, alone time. Let's do it. Yeah, let's have a chapter <laughs> where we feel like, okay, I'm good on this one. <laughs> so, and I really like how, if you haven't listened to episode 110, go back and listen to Pierre Canning's talk about solitude as an act of getting closer to God. So that whole thing is awesome. So listen to that, come back. But you might have solitude phobia if, and remember she gives a whole list, but we're going to read a few. You like to keep the TV or radio on for background noise when you're doing things around the house. Me! (laughs) (laughs) When you have spare time, the last thing you'd likely do is just sit and think. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You'd feel too guilty to do anything by yourself. I can't relate to that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel that one. Man, I didn't realize a lot of these that I have. Because in my head, I'm like, yeah, man, if I could get some alone time, and then the rest of the sentence is, I could get this done, this done, this done, this done. But that's not necessarily rest, nor solitude, nor growing closer to God. And Mm. so when I was like, wow, I'm checking a lot of these. (laughs) So there's that. Yes, I do like... So they say you feel uncomfortable with silence. I feel like it helps my mind focus. Mm -hmm. But what am I trying to not focus on when the sound's off? Yes. So that was like a different like, but wait a second before you feel all good about that Mm -hmm. one. Let's check that. Let's dive a little deeper. So why we avoid being alone. Um, So the idea is that society has kind of created this notion That, you know, to be alone uh, means you're feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. Even though people like, I don't know, Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Have portrayed. Namely, (laughs) the son of God. (laughs) Have portrayed, you know, the positive connotations of having alone time. So if it was good for him, it must be good for us. There's even times where Jesus is like, y'all stay here. I'm going to go. Or, hey, y'all need to get on this boat. And get me away from you. Okay, here's what I picture him saying. Okay, I'm going to go over here, but y'all stay here. And he takes one step, and they all take one step. No, no. (laughs) No, no, no. Stay. And he's, like, walking, and all of a sudden he hears footsteps, so he stops, and then the footsteps stop. Yeah, then he's like, okay, new plan. Get in this boat. 
Yes. yes, I'm gonna. I'll get in later. <laughs> Just you get in first, and then pushes them away. I'll meet you out there. <laughs> I'm actually just going to walk out there in a second. Okay, guys, just hang on. (laughs) Another reason that people um, stay busy besides societal pressures to fill up the social calendars Mm -hmm. is also it serves as a distraction from maybe other obligations or, again, thoughts and feelings they rather not work through. Yes. They like being busy. And ultimately, like, they just... It's not comfortable. So we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about facing discomfort and different things are going to make people feel comfortable or un- discomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if this isn't relating to you, but I bet you know someone in your life that it does relate to. So if you are that person's person, you got to stay tuned so you can speak life into these people. Right. And then some of y'all are out there and y'all are the person who... You've gone, gone, gone all day. You're ready to go to bed at night. And then what happens? You can't fall asleep because your mind is going a mile a minute with all the things you didn't stop and take the time to think about. So there's that. Yep. And per usual, we're going to tell you the problems with fearing solitude. Mm, Hit us with it. Because you might recognize, yep, I have a fear of solitude. Yep, and that's why. Mm -hmm. So what? Well, here's the what. For example, um, if you are not getting alone time, you're going to miss out on some of these positive side effects. Yeah. So it can spending time alone can help with creativity. Um, I found find that with my daughter Brianna, when she has time to be alone, she comes back with very creative things. Yes. Uh, having alone time can also bring around restoration. So Gabby, my youngest, actively asks. To go to bed, but a lot of, and like multiple times a day, but only at her nap time does she fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But she wants a drink and to be alone. I'll go in there because she'll be playing, which I don't really care because it's not really even her nap time. But I'll kind of ask her, what are you doing? And she'll say, go away, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that is her way of asking to have a minute. Yeah. And so, anywho. Um, but alone time, sure enough, according to... A study that uh, moderate alone time is good for kids. Yes. A 1997 study called The Emergence of Solitude as a Constructive Domain of Experience in Early Adolescence. It is with it. That's a long time. Just (laughs) trust me. Like, that's why I wasn't going to say it. It's a study. Okay, get the book. A study. But yeah, so it just goes to prove that moderate alone time is for kids. I don't think we need to constantly be our kids' entertainment. Yes, that is not your job. Let them all be of the time. Bored. Yes, and episode one hundred and nine, we interviewed Lindsay Paris about screen time, and she talks. She talks a lot about that. Like it is good, and will make them be creative. And also in another study, cognitive stimulation of brainstorming, it talks about how <laughs> solitude at the office can in- increase productivity. This makes me think. Of, so my parents, they were principals. Now they're retired. Praise. They did a good job. They love their job. I'm very happy for them. You go, guy and girl. Everybody is happy to see but their parents retired. What happens to principals during the school day? <laughs> they are constantly interrupted, so they have to constantly stay after work to get the work their work they were supposed to get done during the day after work, so they can go back the next day. Same thing with stay-at-home moms or people who work from home, and your kids are also there. Someone constantly needs a snack, or you have to get up and go do a thing, or if you're working... At home, and you see the laundry. Like, oh, I I can just go start that real quick. It's going to increase your productivity if you can just 
take some time. That's why a lot of people want to office out of Starbucks because they're not at home having to see all the things that they need to do. I know that would help me as a one. That's why we're not even at our houses right now. No, we have to get away. Um, Yeah, so she recommends that you get comfortable being alone. So one thing she recommends is practicing tolerating the silence. Yes. So it's it's Farin. like a journaling. <laughs> it's like a journaling practice or a meditating practice or a not losing your temper practice. You got to start with small goals and build from there. So um, she talks about paying attention to your feelings, writing in a journal. Um, hey, Farin. I know of some great journals. Me too. Twenty. 21 Kicks Journal, y'all. Yep, that's where it's at. Check out our Etsy shop. We'll link Kicks it. Journals. But yeah, all these things. Because sometimes if you do try to get alone time, you're like, do, 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 do. What do I think about? So I like that. Pay attention to your feelings. Write in a journal. Reflect on your goals. Set goals for the future. Here are all the things you can be doing. Yes. I know that I've had a stressful day when I get in the car and I don't turn the radio on. <laughs> <laughs> no gangster like, app for you. Silence. Well, and it also has to be a time when the kids aren't in the car. And so I take advantage of those times now. Mm. Like my brain cannot take any more input. Yes. Oh, man. And she gives us some tips like turn off the TV when you're not actually watching it. Ride in the car without the radio playing. Go for a walk without taking your phone. Shut off your electronics once in a while just to get a break. Those are all just little practical things you can do, especially if you feel like you're doing them all the time. I think a term that's thrown around a lot is self-care. Mm-hmm. I'm not dogging the cause, but there's a lot of different ways self-care can look like. They can be taken out of control. Mm-hmm. But I do think this is um, good advice. She says to schedule a date with yourself. That one was so good. Mm-hmm. And I would have never thought to do that. Yeah, because otherwise I know I would put it off and put it off and yes. put it off. And there's so- never a good time to do it. There isn't, but if it's on your schedule mm-hmm. and maybe like... You're really crunched for time. It can be a set time. It doesn't have to be a whole day. Yeah. It's not going to conflict with other obligations because you've set the time and you probably made your own arrangements if kids are involved. But, um, man, just getting a reset. When you fill your cup, filling other people's cups, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. The kids are at Gigi Camp currently. So me and Jacob have had a couple of date nights and, man... It's just awesome. It's kind of like that long, that friend that you don't see for a long time and you pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. Even though we live together and see each other like every day. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, it's been forever. How are you? And you can even sit and not have to worry about feeding someone else because you can eat your hot meal and talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's just not having an interrupted <laughs> conversation. Yes. It's kind of like you want to talk about all the things, but you keep it short because you know you'll just get interrupted. Uh-huh. Or you don't even start the conversation. Yep. Man. So yeah, the power of just getting some alone time and scheduling it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then learning meditation. Have you heard of Headspace? Like your Headspace? Like what's going on in your head? Like, no, there's a company. Oh, no. Yeah, it's free on Netflix. They walk you through meditation. Cool. They like, it's for free. They are on Instagram and they post positive things and fun tips. We'll link um, it up. Yeah, so that's something worth looking at. If you're like, meditation, how do I do that? She gives you some steps. So just some basics. Sit in a relaxed position, focus on your breath, return 
your consciousness to your breath if you get off track a little bit. So even if you need basic 101, there it is. Yeah, I remember uh, having a therapist recommending that uh, meditation. And of course, something that I said, and I feel like a lot of us say, is we don't know how to turn off our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, all these thoughts are going to pop in your head, and then like you run with them. And so she gave the example of, like, what if you, again, she's like, stick with me here. (laughs) You know, you're sitting by a river, and every thought, it's like a leaf passing by. So you acknowledge it, and you let it go. So, Mm -hmm. gosh, I really need to get the laundry started. Uh Uh-huh. I'll do it later. Yeah, not right now. What are we going to have for dinner? I don't know, but I'll figure that out when the alarm goes off. And she said, eventually, like, having the thoughts come in and just... I see it and letting it go, that's a stepping stone to getting to not having so many bombarding thoughts. Yeah. Um, retraining your brain for sure. So if that works for you. Yeah. She also mentions mindfulness, which I know that can be a catchy term, especially in the education realm with a bunch of SEL stuff, social emotional learning. But mindfulness is very practical. And if you're like, well, what's that? She again gives you a few little tips so you can scan your body count to 10 consciously observe eat a mindful bite of food i mean the list goes on and she goes into detail on what each of those means so again grab your book and make sure you look over that and there's a lot of great things on pinterest about mindfulness as well yes i always think of mindfulness as awareness yeah of what you're thinking Mm -hmm. and like you said the body language and emotions so Uh, Just developing that awareness. Okay, so um, in scripture it talks about to know thyself. Mm -hmm. And she says that embracing alone time will make you stronger. And one of those days is that um, you'll be able to reflect on your goals and you'll really get to know yourself better by spending time with yourself. Which, duh, like the longer you spend with someone, the better you know them. So we've talked about in previous chapters, knowing your values, knowing your habits. And so... One way to do that would be meditation um, because you're spending time essentially with yourself and developing a self-awareness. Very good, very good. I like to, we read at the beginning of the chapter how, you know, if any of this resonates with you, maybe you need to work on being comfortable with solitude. But here towards the end of the chapter, she gives another example. She says, if you ever find yourself dreaming of being stranded on a desert island, it means you're well overdue for some solitude. Yep. I just think of Wilson. (laughs) But you know what my reoccurring dream is? Tell me. I'm driving a big automobile, like a bus or a big semi-truck, and like around the parking lot, and I can't hit the brakes. Like, it's moving very it's like speed. slowly, but it's actually moving really slowly, <laughs> and usually someone's like, can you just School zone park version. it, just park it, and, like, I'll go to, like, park it, and I can't stop, so then I drive around and try to get back to the, and so that, anytime I have, and, like, my feet will be sore the next day from, like, what? I think, like, trying to, like, push the brakes, like, if oh, you interesting. your toes down, yeah, so, like, the front of my shins and that, anyways. So when I have the hit the break <laughs> dream, I'm like, wow, I need to slow down a little bit. Everything's feeling out of control. Oh my goodness. Maybe that's what my reoccurring dream Tell me. means. Tell me. So I have this dream at least once a month, twice if I'm stressed out. And it's, I'm always late to a soccer game. It's our college soccer game. Obviously it's important. I, and I'm late and then I get there and I'm forgetting a very significant piece of my uniform, like 
cleats, jersey, like things you cannot do if you, you can't go play if you do not have it. So then Paul gets really mad at me and yells at me. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I forgot my stuff. And then I have to run back through the locker room or through the apartment, and I cannot find what it is. It takes me at least however many minutes. Then I find it. Then I get back to the game. And by the time I get back, the game's almost over. Everybody's mad, and I'm very sad. What? I have had I've had the all the time. same kind of dream. The situation's always different, but I'm trying to get somewhere. Yeah. And when I tell people, like, hey, I can't do this. i got to get somewhere. They're like, yeah, we know. And I'm like, well, then why don't Get we? out of my way. <laughs> and then, like, throughout the dream, I'm calculating, okay, like, it's, if it's a gamer, like, okay, at least I'll get there and half of it is left. Yeah. Or if it's a show, a performance, Mm-mm, coach is not playing you. And sometimes I'm playing, but sometimes I'm watching, sometimes I'm coaching. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's interesting. Let's find a dream interpreter. That would be fun. Dream interpreter, message us. So. Now taking applications. (laughs) (laughs) She closes every chapter with what's helpful and what's not helpful. And remember, this chapter is about mentally strong people don't fear alone time. So what is helpful? Scheduling a date with yourself is the one that I really liked. So that one stuck with me. And journaling to sort out your emotions. That was also one that I really liked. Yeah. Didn't Randy Wade also talk about journaling and praying and just yep. just start and you don't like keep going yep. past the threshold. Mm-hmm. And that's usually when you'll get to the good stuff. Yes. Um, taking a few minutes every day to be alone with your thoughts. Even just five minutes. Mm-hmm. One minute. Can you at least do one minute? Because then you can also work your way up as well. Yep. I started this practice recently. I was actually inspired by our interview with Amy and Rich Hampshire. Uh, he talked about writing out his goals on his calendar. And yep. so I have uh, the happy planner and I just I write my top three things that I need to try to accomplish that mm-hmm. day. I also write at least three things I'm grateful for. And I do it right at the beginning of the day. Because if it doesn't happen at the beginning of the day, it's not going to happen. And it keeps it top of mind as well. Yes. So that's, good. that's my version of taking a few minutes to be alone and checking in with my sh- mm-hmm. myself. They're in the Switch on Your Brain mini-series, How to Get Mentally Tough. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Weird. So what is not helpful? Hurrying from one activity to the next and focusing on constantly producing something. That is me to a T for sure. Like, I always have to be working. I feel guilty or unproductive if Mm. I'm not. Yeek! Mine is multitasking and zoning out through the day. (laughs) (laughs) I think the opposite of what you just said. (laughs) That's why it's so funny. (laughs) So multitasking, it literally, we know, turns your brain to mush. Yes, also in Switch on Your Brain miniseries. Yeah, oh gosh, you guys. Yes, that and then a lot of the multitasking is constant interruption. Yes. There's that. And then cool. zoning out because you're multitasking and you mm-hmm. feel like you're getting nowhere. So it's kind of like... you are getting nowhere. Thanks. I'm just going to give up and zone out for a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. See how not helpful that is? <laughs> Let's continue. There's one more. Let's tell more unhelpful things. Yes. We both starred the same one. Looking at your to-do list. And judging each day's progress by how many things you've accomplished. Oh, your worth is not your to-do list. I'm saying that to myself. <laughs> I feel like you're saying it to me. I'm shouting it to both of us. We both start it. <laughs> your worth is not 
what's on your to-do list or the marking out of the to-do list or yeah what you don't get accomplished on your to-do list Ooh, yeah do you ever write something on your to-do list that wasn't there just so you can cross it out just me maybe (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it's big and i'm like okay when i look back at why i didn't get everything else done i need this really big thing yeah so i'm gonna write it the time on it and realize what did i do with my day yeah exactly I started a few loads of laundry. Are they up? No. They made it to the couch, people. They made it to the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody, go do your laundry. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Want to do mine? (laughs) (laughs) We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access for more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.